Hey, Podcast Nation. Today's episode on the Two Brothers Podcast is on practice, work, and learn. Enjoy. Shout out to the Joe Rogan Experience, as well as at Gary V or VaynerMedia for being the influencers of the Two Brothers Podcast. Thanks, Gary V. Thanks, Joe Rogan for all you guys do in the creative and comedian world as well as business world. I look to you guys for direction and I look to you guys for guidance. So once again, thanks Joe Rogan Experience and Gary Vanerchuk, otherwise known as Gary V in VaynerMedia. Are also now hot, 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 hot. One live, folks. Welcome, Two Brothers TV, coming at you. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, tall and short, wide and skinny. We're here live in the Weirman Media Studios again this morning, and we're thinking of you. We were thinking of an episode that we could maybe bring some value forward on. And some insight and perspective too. And the episode we came up with was an episode that I got from learning. I was reading and learning from the one and only Jerry Seinfeld. And he talked about never breaking the chain. And he talked about practicing, working, and improving. And uh, I think that's a big topic. And I think that's a great topic. Don't you, Isaiah? Yeah, it's a good topic. So yeah, we're in here at the Women Media Media Studios, and when I hear about uh, practice and I hear about work and improve, to me it directly correlates with inspecting transparency and adaptation and the whole process that we talk about here at Women Media. Because if you think about it, the growth steps at Women Media are one, audit and awareness, two is openness and humility, and three is action, sharing intellectual value freely with others at scale and developing strategy through that. And then you would just have to keep repeating that, and that's where the practice working and improving would come from, and that requires consistency, and that requires inspection, transparency, and adaptation. It's like optimizing, growing, and going. So you have to like do, optimize, grow, and go. Do, optimize, grow, and go. And I think that's exactly what we talk about with those steps. So how would you think about those steps? You mentioned something about progress this morning. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about consistency, and you say don't break the chain. Thanks for being with us, audience. I think it's just about not trying to be perfect and just do it. Um, I'm going to be 100 times farther ahead than someone who doesn't. And even if I break the chain, don't let that stop me. Because perfection would be like, oh, I broke the chain, now I'm going to quit. So, like, yeah, you don't want to break the chain, but even if I break the chain, just keep moving forward. So for me, that's the progress and that's the consistency. And over time, the more I commit to that, the less and less breaks in the chain I have and the more consistent I become. But it's really easy to go to extremes, even myself, and I think that's how the perfection gets in the way. So for me, this is rooted in progress, not perfection, and always trying to get better every day. And that starts with just focusing on one simple thing. So if I I can apply that to everything in my life. So prayer and meditation and exercise, I think, are the two best examples that I think I like to use. And I think everyone can relate to these things, that a lot of people fall off in these things. It's really easy to stop exercising and eating healthy, and it's really easy to stop prayer and meditation. But I know that when I focus on those two things, because I think that's the center of my life. Everything else is secondary to those two things. No matter what I do, if I'm doing those two things, it sprinkles into whatever I'm doing in my life and makes it better and more effective. If I break those chains, in my opinion, in my experience, no matter what else I'm doing in my life, I'm not as happy and effective and I'm just not the best me. So for me, making sure I'm centered and praying and meditating every day and doing what I need for my for my health with sleep, exercise, and nutrition and not breaking those chains and being aware of that, that has a very positive effect. And then not only that, when I start to do that in those areas, it's easy for me to do it in other areas like family, friends, business, relationships, whatever area of your life, finances, it doesn't really matter what area it is, you can apply that same principle to that. 
But for me, it starts with pr meditation, prayer, and exercise and nutrition. Because as soon as I start slipping on those, I totally slip in every area of my life outside of that. I think you're here. That's just my experience. Now, other people might be different. And I'm not trying to preach like religion or even spirituality here. But I really do believe that is the center for me. And a lot of people will say the same thing. That if they do pray and meditate or if they do exercise and eat healthy, when they stop doing those things, their, their life begins to slowly not be... Um, as good and they and they start to stop breaking the chain everywhere else that's my experience and that's what i think of when i think of this the most i think that's a great point and you touched on some cru crucial points that we can dive into on this is the is the perfect the perfectionism of it and the fear the fear and insecurity of having to be perfect of starting and then also you touched on the consistency and to me consistency builds confidence and it builds conditioning and fitness it correlates back to the conditioning and fitness that we talk about how if i want to build myself up to have the confidence and ha and have the ability to do something i need to consistently be practicing working and improving at it and also if i want to develop a habit and make it habitual i need to also be consistent and that requires conditioning and fitness of that of of all the things we talk about of auditing awareness perspective humility openness and action and then having strategy about how to go about that and to me that is what we're talking about today is the strategy of how you can find consistency and how you can be comfortable creating average and below average outputs it's not about the quality of the outputs. It's about the consistency of practicing it and doing it and then developing your craft through it. And I think, as you said, it's a great point. No matter what you're doing, you could be an artist, you could be an athlete, you could be a writer, you could be, no matter what the craft, I think you're right, Zaya, you can implement this. And, and even if it's the, for self-care, no matter what the topic is. The big topic here, though, is why so many people are fearful of starting. A lot of people are fearful of even ever putting anything out or even ever starting or creating or putting something out on the internet or putting themselves out there via a TV show or an online live stream. And the question behind that becomes the fear and insecurities of it and the confidence. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it's just like um, extremities of just like um, we judge ourselves too much. So this is the perf this is all rooted in perfectionism, really, um, in my opinion. So it's like it's and I've done this. It's the extremes where you it's like a, what I have a tendency to do is I'll go really hard and then I'll totally stop. So for my experience doing that, I've realized it's better to have balance. Like, I think it's better to not judge yourself like if you're only going to commit to your chain being five days a week or four days a week i really don't care it's better than doing seven days a week for a month and then going to the extreme and quitting and you're not doing nothing that's for me is like finding something that you can commit to that you know that you can logically commit to and and do that and don't judge yourself and be like oh i slipped up and stopped i fucked up a day or two now i'm gonna stop completely like it's so it's so glaring to me with people with nutrition and exercise and i am so guilty of this too is we do really good and then we eat unhealthy one day and we decide to say fuck it the rest of the week it's like you miss a day of exercise and you say fuck it it's like that's not a big deal you know what i found is if you miss a day and if i'm really doing this well if i do miss a day to never you can't do two days in a row like that's the rule when i was really consistent with exercise the best of my peak i had a rule that i created that if i miss a day i know i cannot miss another day it's again like it's against the rules and then I, if i get really extreme if i miss a day i had to make that day up which meant i had to do a two a day in the gym another day that week to make up for it so those are the rules that i created with myself that gave me some leeway where i didn't that would allow me to kind of have a little bit of slip up but i wasn't allowing myself to say fuck it and quit which is really easy to do with nutrition when you start eating unhealthy you miss a day in the gym next thing you know you miss the next day next thing you know you, you eat that mcdonald's again the next day so it's really easy to do that but if you create a rule for me like that's it and then you get better and better where eventually you're not even breaking the chain that's where you get the best of the best of the people the top of their game in the world doing that and that's huge but don't try to compare yourself to the best in the world when you're just starting at something like if you're just getting the exercise nutrition like compare yourself to your old self that's what i always try to do and that's how i get better but if i go to too far the extreme i just feel like most people that's why they do this everyone's different some people can handle that extreme and it works for them right i don't know who you are i'm just saying from my experience when i do that 
give myself a little wiggle room, but I don't allow myself more than that. When I'm applying that principle, I end up being more consistent and I end up getting way farther ahead over a longer period of time than when I'm focusing on the micro and just saying, oh, I missed a day. Fuck it. Now I'm done. I can look at the macro and be like, it's not a big deal to miss a day, but don't be consistently missing more than one day. That's kind of how I look at it. When I go to that thinking. I think that's a great that's great insight, and I think that's a good way of looking at it in general. And I also think another big part of the whole picture is self-awareness, so you know the what. So when you look at what it is you want to be doing on a consistent basis, whether it's exercising, whether it's your job, you have to know yourself, and you have to know what it is you like and enjoy, and what brings you happiness, and what will bring you that commitment and courage to commit to a daily consistent creation, or daily consistent commitment to whatever it is that you enjoy and that whatever brings you happiness. This is all individualized because it comes down to having the courage and the commitment and loving the process. That's why it comes back to the self-awareness aspect of it because in auditing to gain that self-awareness and self-confidence to do something you love and what that is that you want this process to be about. For me, it's about Weirman Media. It's about content creation and modern day communication to help bring intellectual value to others at scale via my experiences and my brother's experiences as well as other people's experiences like Derek Smith, like Del Bacon, like Bob Monahan and the people that, and Solomon, my brother, people that we've had on the show, other people we are going to continue to have on the show so that we can help bring value, courage, and hope to others and they realize that they too can do the same thing. But I think a big part of this is, like Isaac has mentioned before, is loving the process and knowing what that process is that you want to commit to comes back to self-awareness. Self-awareness, folks. Yeah. Again, though, for me, it's like focusing on that consistency is how I win. The winning is just doing is doing the consistency, you know. And even if it's not perfect, I'm doing to me, that's it removes the ego, allows me not to judge myself. It's the progress, not perfection. Like, this is how I've stayed sober for eight years. It doesn't mean my life is perfect in recovery. It doesn't mean um, it's rainbows and butterflies. But what I've done and what I do is I, I stay sober one day at a time. Like, I'm not breaking that chain. I've, I've had almost eight years of staying, of not using Sorry. any substance. Congratulations. That's a gr- primary example. That's not breaking the chain at all. None. I have not broke the chain. Doesn't mean I had never had a thought of breaking that chain of substance use, but I haven't broke the chain, and that's how I'm winning. Doesn't mean my resume and my life is perfect. It doesn't even mean it's where I want to be. It doesn't even mean I haven't made mistakes. But what it means is I know what my chain is in that area of my life, and I'm sticking to it. So I know that I've done it, and I've also known I've failed a lot. For me, the nutrition exercise is the biggest one that I go back and forth on. It's the easiest example that I think anyone in this world can relate to, especially in America, because we have an obesity problem. And then I think that is huge. But I think also just bringing it to, too, is like if you love something, it'll be easier to do this. So for me, when I enjoy doing something, when I start to do this again, it makes me remind, like when I start exercising again, I'm like, oh, wow, I really do love doing this. Why the fuck did I stop? You know what I mean? And when you hate something... You'll realize quickly when you start doing this, you'll be like, I don't want to fucking do this. And you shouldn't have to. So this practice allows you to really see what you gravitate towards too. But it also means sometimes doing things you don't necessarily want to do because it's the better for you. Like I don't necessarily want to pray and meditate every day. There's just days I don't want to do it. Just like there's days I don't want to go to the gym. But I know that it's good for me. I know that it's healthy. And when the more I do it, the more I do feel better and then I realize why. But there are days when I don't want to do those things. So for me, I guess that's the key for me to wrap it up in a bigger picture is like to be able to do this even when there are days when I don't want to do it you know and try to be consistent but the big thing for me is not breaking that chain and if I do it's that one day you know I think for me how I've been able to do it with not drinking and alcohol and drugs is like I I have the mindset that it's like life or death so it's really hard for me to do that to other areas of my life. But if I can somehow apply that mindset to my other things, like it's easier to do. Like if I look at myself, like it's life or death. That if I don't do what I love, it's life or death. If I don't go to the gym, it seems extreme, but that's the only, that's the reason why I haven't picked up alcohol and drugs. Yeah. Cause requires in my a mind, rigorous commitment. Because in my mind, if I do that, I'm going to die. 
Like that's what I think. That's how I tell. That's the, the that's the talk I have in my brain. That's the only way I know how to justify myself to not ever get high or drunk again. If I stop saying that to myself, the chances are I probably won't stay sober the rest of my life. I tell myself that this is life or death every day. That's the extremity that I do that to to be able to do to to stay consistent with not doing that. So I don't know what you have to tell yourself. And I understand how you might not say it's life or death to fucking go to the gym, but whatever mindset you can try to trick yourself into believing that to be true or not, I think is what these mind games, these mindsets, I think is key to be able to do that. And then creating these imaginary rules that you won't allow yourself to break. That's what I've implemented when I do really good. And when I stop doing good, I stop doing those, those two things. That's my experience. I think a big part of what you're talking about is progress. For me, like if I have progress and I see progress, so first of all, if I love what I'm doing and I enjoy what I'm doing and I'm seeing reward from it, a lot of times as humans, we like to, we're not, we don't like to invest in intangible assets. We like to see things. We like to see tangible progress. We like to see money. We like to see things growing and improving, getting more fit. We like to see the results come forward. So, ultimately for me it's about a lot about progress it's about seeing the progress and seeing something move forward so like with my company not only do i love doing what we do about podcasting and content creation but i also am seeing progress Uh, little by little i'm seeing it grow and that's because i'm putting work in but to me i feel like a lot of people lose hope when they don't see progress but you're not going to see progress without the daily consistent commitment and the work and putting in the work and doing the work and i think that's a primary example of what you're talking about with staying sober for an extensive period of time is ultimately the fact that you you've you've changed you've seen progress and you've been committed and i think commitment is a huge part of the five characteristics that we're in media the five main characteristics that we're in media being respect openness courage commitment and focus and I think the commitment end of it, I think a lot of people truly miss that characteristic in their, in especially their work. I think a lot of people, or especially in committing to themselves, a lot of people are committing a lot of their time and energy to other people, places, and things, and they're committing a very small amount of, mo- of their energy, time, and mo- uh, resources to themselves. So I think for me, it comes back to progress and the commitment to wanting to better myself and pursue my dreams and pursue my passions for profit and committing to that and doing things that bring me happiness and joy. But for the number one thing for me is seeing progress. But ultimately, I think a lot of people are just afraid to pursue their dreams and their passions for profit because they're living in the fear and insecurities of not being able to do so and make a living. And they're fearful they might go without money or they might not make enough money I don't know. The question to me was. These are good points, but why don't you talk about the solution to that a little bit more? Because you've mentioned that. That is what we're talking about. That's all the solution. The solution. So, what's the solution the to Weirman, that? It's the Weirman X model. It's the, it's I'm asking you your personal experience, five, though, for you to share if that's the problem and you've been in there your own life. What is your solution? How did, How have you. I talk about all the we're time. Speaking, it's the I know, auditing, but I'm asking you right now yeah. to just talk about that. Yeah, the auditing and the. So, what do your, you do to overcome those things that you just described from your perspective? That's what you think most people aren't. So, what I'm wondering is if you could share some value. You so and your you personal to, story. You need to practice living large, living. Well, I'm asking small. what you do. Yeah. You, so what do you have? Share something personally. I practice living large, go. living small. That's what I do. Okay. So share, touch on that. That's what everyone. That's what I talk about consistently is people having to audit their income and their actions. But how how do you do that? Just to share you though, right now. That's what I'm asking you. I'm living minimalistically. I have one one to two weeks worth of clothing. There you go. And I live out of a hostel. I have a single cot bed that's free. I offered a percentage of my business as ownership to someone else. So, I, Because you realize that your main expense in life is your rent. And then usually second is your car and car insurance. So I've eliminated both those expenses. So number one, you have to learn how to eliminate and minimize your expenses. One being rent two being your car and your vehicle and we just so happen to live in an amazing country where that is possible you can ride the bus you can catch a lift once in a while if you need to you talk about what or you do though. or you, do you can do that yeah that's so, what i'm asking you to keep I, talking about talking yourself about. though that's what i'm saying you keep saying you yeah i'm talking to our audience i know but I, I just wanted you to share because i was sharing some examples myself and i just think it's good that we keep sharing practice our personal. work that's exactly i think what it's I'm doing. important to share our personal stories yeah that's what, exactly what i'm doing I just got done explaining my 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 story. I've lived my whole. Actually, let's go deeper into my story. My whole story. That's what is, I'm asking. You I've to lived do. on the streets and homeless. I was homeless less than six months ago. But what do you do today, I right was, now? I was homeless less than six months ago, and now I have a company. 
Yeah. I'm, I was I'm homeless in May, you. actually. I was homeless in May, and now I have a company. So the way that I do it is I, I'm committed. I'm 100% committed to pursuing my passions for profit. And no matter what, but I don't I need no, you to I get into specifics, fear. bro. I am. I don't let fear and insecurities keep me from I know, pursuing but my dreams. general. You're not getting into anything. That's not. That's exactly correlated to How, focus, though? commitment, and courage. But that's not a solution. Yeah, it is. That's commitment. Just telling someone, don't let your fears explain me. That's commitment and courage. You're not listening right now, Rambo. I gave you an example of very detailed, simple thing in my mind how I don't let that happen. I'm just simply asking you to give an example of how you don't let fear and insecurities in your life. What do you do mentally? What do you do with your actions? Do you pray? Do you meditate? Do you exercise? It's, what not, specific- that di- it's not that difficult. It's simple. I'm just. You, I just made a decision one day when I was 21 to not to pursue my dreams for my in, for my pet for. 100% at 21 I was working on a landscape crew I made a decision I understand that I'm going to pursue my passions for profit I'm not going to live my life for money I make a decision to else. stay sober but there's still a lot of things that I do after that decision that have kept me sober that's what I'm trying to explain to you there's right nothing now. with when it comes to pursuing your dream it's all about the commitment 100% the commitment to your dreams and your passions and staying focused and courageous within that commitment and how though how does someone do that that's what I I'm just said. You. you minimize your income. You min- you eliminate. You have to minimize and live small. You have to li- minimize your uh, liabilities, debts, and o- financial obligations. Period. Got it. I've said that's the number one thing. If you if you don't have any bills, your time is all free. If you eliminate all your bills that you have as a person right now, you or I or you or me or she or whoever eliminates all your expenses, you now have all control of your time. You've reverse engineered control of your time. Most of us are not in control of our time, our money, our energy, and our time, our three most valuable resources. So if you just so happen to have $100 in bills next month, now you would find what? You would find accountability and responsibility empowerment because now you have control of every minute of the day to choose to do what you do, what you want to do and how you do it and where you devote your resources. So for me, that comes back to commitment and courage to the lifestyle of pursuing my passions for profit and happiness and not valuing what everyone else values. But that required courage, amazing amount of courage and amazing amount of commitment. Because if I look back when I was 21 to where I am today, there's been periods where I've lived out of my car several times. I've been homeless several several times, but I never once gave up on pursuing my dreams and pursuing my passions because I don't want to live my life just for some other fictional story or some other fictional reality that someone printed a piece of paper. I want to live and value happiness and pursuing my dreams. But number one, the biggest, most challenging part of it all is the commitment and it's the courageousness to live minimalistically and live as meagerly as possible. When you hear Gary Vee say it, he tells people to live off the least amount of money they possibly can. That's what his, that's what his recommendation is to young people. Gary Vee says, in his, he interviewed Alex Rodriguez and Alex Rodriguez said, Gary, what do you recommend that people that are 18 do instead of go to college? He says he recommends they live in a big house with minimized rent with other people with no bills and live off as little amount of money as possible pursuing their dreams. But the problem is no one's comfortable, confident, and courageous enough or committed enough to pursue their dreams and live meagerly and eat shit for years. That's It's all about eating shit and being comfortable eating shit. Everyone wants to live comfortable and have all the success and have all the money and the car and the clothes and the fat, fancy lifestyle, and they want it now. They don't want to have the five to ten years of sacrifice, grat, and, and hustle and commitment and focus and courage and discipline and consistency and sacrifice they, they just want to have it so that's what in my experience it's been the commitment and willingness to live a life that is more meager than it is luxury that is more uh minimized than it is consumerism that is more living small than it is living large but in the end to me it is living large because i have control of my energy my time and my money so that's for me has how is how i've been able to do it well put so that's a good example I think a bigger thing here that we haven't touched on, and I think this is my experience, again, I'll stay rooted in my experience, is community is the key to this. I have not, I will not be able to stay sober on my own. I've had a community of people I'm engaged with because times get tough, and we need people. So when it comes to exercise, when it comes to the gym and prayer and meditation, when it comes to business... Surrounding yourself, for me, this is what I've done. I've surrounded myself with people that have common goals. Community is a common is a common unity. <clears throat> so when it comes to recovery, that's what I've done. So if I apply that to music or exercise or whatever it is, right, for me to do that, I should be in a community. 
And I think for me, when I've fallen off on certain things, is because I'm not rooted in a community in that area. For example, you touched on having someone that you can be accountable with, like a gym partner. It's even more powerful when it's a gym community, right? You go to exercise groups or whatever. For me, that, in my experience, is the solution that works. That is another layer of insurance that holds me accountable, that allows me to keep that chain moving forward. And it's also more empowering, right? That's like when I'm doing something, like whether it's podcasting, having a, if you're doing it with a group of people, it's going to be more powerful. And you're going to, when you have moments of fear, moments of doubt, or you're just not feeling as on fire, the other people will pick you up. And when they're feeling down, you'll pick them up because we all go through ups and downs at different times in our lives, right? That's what a team is. If you look at a sports team, they have a common goal. And does it mean that every player plays the best year round? Like, no, LeBron James is a great example of someone who picks his teammates up. But there are times, like last Lakers game, he had a shit fourth quarter. He had the best first half of, I think I've seen LeBron play all season. He was on fire, 20 points. Had the worst fourth quarter I've ever seen LeBron play. But guess what? AD came in, his teammate, and picked up the slack and hit the game winner. And that's why, like, it, like that's, that's an example of picking each other up. So I think community is a big part of this. If you're trying to do all this on your own, I think that's a big mistake. I think it's really important to surround yourself by people that want to do certain things. So that's why I think it's really important to follow and do things that other people are already doing that you want to do and let that be your compass. And I think that's super important um, to have that people that you do that with. Like this one the problem this, with that nowadays, though, is that there's so few people that are doing that are entrepreneurial that are pursuing their dreams as entrepreneurs. Yeah, I mean, if, if you want to, so spe- if, if you want to specific focus specifically on entrepreneurship, then you should only focus on the people that are doing that. Like I just said, yeah, it's there's very, always very difficult to find. It's not that difficult at all. We just, if people are listening, we've already given them Grant Cardone, Gary V. Those are tons of people. I'm talking about daily being surrounding yourself with the people on, as a team. If it talks about entrepreneurs, you need to find something. Well, one. Those people online can give you just as much value if you're around them every day listening to them. But I think if you, outside of online, you should just find someone who's farther than you. I'm talking about building a team. Yeah, though. yeah, I get it. But I'm just saying, if you want to be an entrepreneur, I think it's important to find someone who's an entrepreneur that's ahead of you, and and be with and be around them. I don't care if they're only one year ahead of you; they're still ahead of you. If they if they own a business and they're already making money like what you know what I mean if someone already owns a media company that's ahead of you do it like it's surrounding yourself by people that are having that are entrepreneurs that's the key so, so you help each other I should pick my business up and move it to where Gary's is you could I'm not telling you you should I'm just giving you a very simple solution that and you know that this is what mentors is is surrounding yourself by people that are doing what you want to do it's similar interests and similar goals it's very simple it's very basic and simple <clears throat> Obviously, you want to be around the best of the best, but that's not always possible. Just surround yourself by people that have similar principles as you that are doing what you want to do. It's easy to find online. It's not as easy in person like my brother said, but there's still people out there that have it. And you have to get out there and find them locally too. Go to business groups. You'll find people there. Go to local Facebook groups, entrepreneur groups on Facebook. DM people, figure out where they live. Get to know them. Use Zoom. You can with Zoom now. You can do weekly Zoom meetings across the state, and that's no different than having meetings in person. Like ideally, you want to be person to person, but those are all strategies that you can leverage technology and people to be surrounded by people that are positive with principles, trying to get better and improve themselves and grow and start a business. Those are all different examples. But the key is, if you're just trying to do it all by yourself, it's going to be tough. I'm sure you can touch on that, having mentors and surrounding yourself by people that wanting to do what you want to do and following people that are doing what you want to do online. All that's combined on top of what I originally said. But it's community. It's way more difficult to do something on your own. That's just my experience. Like when I'm in a community doing something, it's better. 100% agree with everything you just said, but the problem is America lacks culture and community and unity. We lack that in America. So if you're starting a business, yes, it would be great if people started to align. I am appreciative to have guys like you and Dell Bacon, but ultimately, current, I mean, it's very difficult to find people that are willing to come up, be a part of a team and, and, and work together and work towards the same goal. That's the job of a leader is to bring people together to unite and to achieve a certain specific task or goal or a goal or certain direction and work together cohesively. And I think that's exactly right. I 100% agree. Trying to run a business yourself, 
I tried to somewhat do that with my moving company, and it, it's it's impossible. You cannot do it all on your on your own. It's impossible. One hundred percent impossible. You have to have other people around you that are on the same page or in, have similar goals or similar objectives and then pursue them as a team in a, and do so in a humble, ego-free fashion. But my, my struggle and why we started the podcast is to try and broadcast and find those people that want to come and be a part of something. Otherwise, yeah, you're right. Maybe it would maybe it would be a good idea to go align and work with someone like VaynerMedia or so forth, or find someone else that's an entrepreneur. The problem is most people are business owners in America, and they're not entrepreneurs. They, they People say they're entrepreneurs, but they're not truly, if you read the definition, someone that's willing to take on greater than no, normal financial obligation and risk within their business, which is the definition of an entrepreneur. They're, they're willing to take on greater than average or normal risk financially and extending themselves in, in, in within their business and pursuing their their goals, so that for me, I, I'm I'm all in for sure. Any anyone that would ever, I, I would love that. I would 100% love to work with someone and be a part of and have a team like that. That's the goal. That is my dream and my vision. Yeah, community is the solution. That's my experience. Anytime I've had any success in my life, it's because it's rooted in me having some form of community I'm involved with that allows me to bring my principles and what I want to do into it and that's where I grow so I've seen me do that the best in recovery there are times when I've done that with prayer and meditation when it's when it comes to going to certain groups and with exercise um, and even with my failures with um, anything that I'm doing it's usually because I'm not in a community that's just what I, when I looked at it I'm trying to do it all on my own and it's just like there's certain times when you do have to suck it up and do more than on your own but for me, like it's about it's not what you know, it's who you know, you know, is what they say. Like not that what we know isn't important, but who we know is is super valuable. Your network of people is so huge. And if you look at a lot of people, it's just like you you a lot of success is just rooted from being around the right people at the right time. So a lot of that it's just understanding that that that's important to do that. It's part of this process. Um and it's easier. I don't like doing shit on my own. It's not as fun. Sometimes you have to. But it's a lot more fun. Especially when you're starting a business. It's much more fun to do it with people that you know that have the same principles as you. That are trying to achieve a similar goal. That's what I found that I enjoy the most. It makes it a lot easier and we can pick each other up. So that would be my last point on this thing. But I guess too, you know, at the end of the day, this is about holding your own self accountable. No matter what you do... I have to hold myself accountable. So we can talk about all this stuff, but you have to be the one at the end of the day that holds yourself accountable for your actions if you start to slip. No one else can. Like, no one else can hold me accountable when I fuck. That's why I don't complain a lot because I know, like, I'm honest with myself. I can't complain. I know if I, like, I'm not in the best shape right now. Can I complain that I'm a little overweight? No, because I know it's because I've been lazy and not been consistent in the gym. I have no one to blame for my, but my laziness. So if you can be honest with that, that's the that's the birth of accountability. But to sit there and complain, well, then, then now you're being the victim. So for me, it's understanding all that, but allowing myself to understand that I'm still accountable and that I can't blame anybody else for where I'm at today. You know, so I think that's important. So I definitely have more respect for people that I don't even say respect, but I definitely have a better connection to someone because I can see that they're being honest with themselves that they can admit that laziness or they can admit that procrastination or they can admit that perfection or ego of fear whatever the what it is rooted in but people that want to ignore that it's hard to help that person because they're not willing to look at themselves to see where they're being lazy or where they're not taking the action but i think it's important to be compassionate towards those people and not just like shame them because we've all been there so i think it's important to hold people accountable in a very assertive way while not bringing them down because i think leadership is about holding people accountable while trying to motivate them and lift them up and not bring them down that's what i've learned in recovery it's you do not want to bring bring people down and shame them or guilt them or make them seem less than because they're doing all these things it's about making them aware trying to hold them accountable and bring awareness to their actions of where they are and then bring them up but no matter what you do it won't work if i'm not leading by example 
So to wrap it all up for me, it's all I'll touch it up and then I'll let Rambo finish off. Like for me, it's about leading by example. And then if other people do come to me for their insight or opinion, I only give it to them if they ask. And I try to make them be aware that they're accountable for their life and that they can change. But they are where they are because they because of them and them only. But I also want to be positive. Like no matter where you're at, you can get to the spot. Like Gary Vee says, my favorite quote by Gary Vee is like, I don't care if you smoke crack until you're 30. Like you're, and you have nothing, you're 30. So I think it's really important. This is perspective that we're talking about here. And I think Gary Vee touches on this and we talk about this all the time. Like no matter where you're at, dude, there's a bright, there's, the goal is right there. It's, it's always, it's always there. Unless you're dead, it ain't over. That's my opinion. Unless you're dead in a ditch, not breathing, your, your hopes and dreams and aspirations are still there. But at the end of the day, you are accountable for yourself. I am accountable for me. And in order for me to lead, I have to lead by example. So I think it's important for me to be aware of my own faults and share that with you where I'm imperfect and that's how we can grow as a community and get better. But it, it, it it's not easy, but it's simple. I think that's a great point, but ultimately I think it's the commitment and the courage and the focus in pursuing our dreams and pursuing our happiness. Making the ROI in life, the return on investment in life, happiness and pursuing our dreams. And for me, that's what I've done. And I would love to have a team of people that were like, oh, I want to pursue my dreams. I don't want to work just a nine to five day job doing this and that. I want to start doing something I enjoy and I really get a lot out of. I want to start pursuing the things that make me tingle or make me want to like just excited for life and lit on life. So I agree 100%. I just uh, am broadcasting on the podcast and doing all the things that I do because I'm trying to connect with as many people as possible that might be interested in pursuing their passions for profit. I mean, are you in, are you interested in pursuing your passions for profit? Are you interested in having control of your time, your energy, and your money and doing something on a daily basis that you love and that you're 100% committed to because it makes you happier than anything else you've ever done? I mean, are you? I mean, for me, that's why that's what I have here at Women Media. The the next step is like Isaac just said, is building a community of people here and a team of people that want to go pursue and achieve the same dreams and do good in the world and share their value and experience with the world at scale, doing so to, in hopes of overcoming disconnection and competition and ego and working in collaboration, community and unity to move forward. Uh, much more happy, cohesive, and cooperative. And I think that's a big part of what we do and why we do it at Women Media. And that's why it all comes back to practicing, improving, and working. Because ultimately, if we don't start, if you, know, if you don't start, you have to start somewhere. And, you ha- and if we don't start, we, we never, we'll never have a chance to improve. We'll, and we'll never have a chance to even know if we, ha- if we could have or would have been able to achieve that. So... Uh, for me, I think a big part of it is just starting and, and being open to working with others, being of service, and then working with others. And that's what I view as being of service is sharing your intellectual value freely at scale, and then doing so in a vulnerable, authentic fashion, and then hoping that people see that, and then they want to reach out and connect and work together and work uh, to pursue their dreams as well as your dreams. And you guys can cohesively work together pursuing those dreams. So that's exactly what I am doing here at Women Media. And that is the hope of all of these podcasts and communication on all the communication that we take part in. Well put, well put, JR. So I would just say a a journey of a thousand miles starts with the first step. It's the old Chinese proverb. I think it's a Chinese proverb. It's probably one of my favorite quotes I've ever heard in my life. Journey of a thousand miles starts with the first step. You know, that's all it is. Starts with the first step. And, and, the, and, and the, then don't judge yourself. This is a key again. Don't judge yourself. If you cannot judge yourself, this is the best ability that I've gotten to. It's also bad though because it can be bad if you when you don't take it as you're not doing an inventory because I've been to that extreme too. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. So it's like not judging myself is removing the judgment of what others think of me and what I think of myself and what yada. It's just doing it and then being aware of myself throughout the process of like, is this making me happy? You know, and I think that's how I do it. That's how I find it. And it's like we have a whole life to do this. So if you're like in your 20s or your teens or even 30 like me, you're early in the process. So stop judging yourself if you're under 40 so much. It's like, Jesus, we're so early in the process. That's our relationship with time and speed. That's misperceived. Yeah. So it's like that's all I have to say. Wrap it up. You know, 
I don't want to go any more rants here because I think I've said everything that I can say about this, but a journey of a thousand miles starts with the first step. That's the reminder that I always tell myself when I'm doing something new. And the other thing I just want to wrap it up with is it's hard to expect other people to invest in you if you won't invest in yourself. True. So if you want someone to ever invest in you or you ever want to work with others, you have to at some point be the one to take the initiative and start investing in yourself and taking the action necessary to show. Because there's been countless times where I'm willing to, I'm like, yeah, I would love to work together. Yeah, I would love to help you. How can I help you? But then the people are unwilling to even help themselves or they're not even willing to challenge their their current self to pursue those things or do those things. So it's really hard for someone to invest in you if you're not taking the action to invest in yourself. So I think that's a great point, and I think there's a lot of great stuff that uh, develops from this dialogue, and ultimately I've grown and I've learned so much since we launched this show. It's changed my perceptions at times. It's changed. It's it's improved my well-roundedness and my open-mindedness, and it's forced me to dive deeper into the stories of others and concepts and perceptions and audit them and look at them and like, oh, does, does my idea make sense? Does my perception false? Is my perception inaccurate? Is it is it construed? Is it egotistical? Is it right? I mean, so forth. Just auditing if I'm if I'm thinking in a valid type of way and operating in a valid type of fashion. And I think the show has really forced me to grow and do so via dialogue and open dialogue. And I think open dialogue is a really big part of what's helped me grow in the last uh, one to three months. Well put. Thank you guys for tuning in today. I don't have anything else to add. Appreciate you guys for listening today. Yeah, once again, your attention is our oxygen. Remember, it's not right. It's not wrong. It is simply our perspective. God, the last 10 minutes of this stuff, my body's about to shut down in 40 minutes. In 40 minutes or... Hey, Podcast Nation. Thanks for tuning in. Your attention is our oxygen. Please like, share, and subscribe for a better chance at being the next loyal brand follower mentioned at the end of our next show. Shout out to at John Sevilla Estevez on Facebook for being such a loyal brand follower of the Weirman Media brand and the Two Brothers duo. Thanks, John Estevez. Weirman Media using the written word, photo, and video to elevate the level at which we operate, cooperate, communicate, and create, hoping that by sharing powerful, authentic, fictional stories in a vulnerable, creative, cultural-relevant fashion, we can bring hope while helping our species overcome the complexities of growth in order for us to unite rather than fight. Gaining awareness as well as perspective moving forward together, working via humility and openness, understanding each other's ambiguities, collectively operating in a cohesive, flexible fashion, eliminating our threats and inventing the new realities of tomorrow. Because none of us are right. None of us are wrong. It is simply our perspective. (laughs) 